Welcome to the Gentle Counselor podcast, episode number 17. My name is Crystal and I'm the creator of The Gentle Counselor, where I provide online resources to support the mental health and well-being of parents and children. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, Laura Bauman from Laura Bauman Yoga, and she's going to talk to us about the importance of self-care for mothers and mompreneurs. So welcome to The Gentle Counselor podcast, Laura. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you about this topic. So let me tell our listeners about you first. So Laura is born in the Netherlands and as a child she attended a semi-professional ballet school and dreamt of becoming a classical ballet dancer. But during her teens she had a lot of anxiety and an eating disorder and at the time she discovered yoga. So at first she practiced yoga to become more flexible but slowly um, as she took more classes and read books it helped her feel calmer. When she was 18, she stopped dancing and entered a college to study theatre and education, where the focus was on body language, and that's where she learned a lot about body and mind connection, which was a wonderful experience for her, but she still was dealing with her anxiety. She's always been a big fan of having a morning routine with physical exercise, and yoga was her morning routine as it gave her structure. It was very important to her as part of her healing process. And in her early 20s, she was able to overcome her eating disorder. In 2011, she began to teach yoga part-time and she fell in love with the amazing results that it had with her students as well. Then when she became pregnant and had her daughter, she moved to Florida. She took a break to care for her beautiful daughter, but slowly she felt that she wanted to teach yoga again. In the beginning, she struggled to find balance with work and family, and her personal morning routine with yoga, meditation, and mindset work always helped her to release physical and mental stress, as it helps her align with her values and goals. Now she helps mothers who are also entrepreneurs to find balance with work and family. As a mum, her family always comes first, and this can be tricky when we have passions or even just want a moment for ourselves. She knows how we as mum put ourselves last and our self-care is important for our wellness. Mothers are the cornerstones of our society and she's passionate about helping mamas shine on all fronts. So let's start off by talking about what does mental health and well-being mean to you? Everything. It's, it's the foundation of, of well-being, of, um, of health. Um, it's all tied in with our physical health, when our mental health, when we're stressing out, that has an effect on our bodies. So when we feel good mentally, then that also reflects in our, uh, in our bodies as well. I mean, it's very complex, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm having bad thoughts, so it's my fault that I'm, uh, that I'm sick, or it's not to make you feel guilty, but you do have a lot of power and you, and um, yeah, the way you feel uh, and live your life uh, has a big effect on everything. Everything is connected with each other. That's right. And I love that holistic approach where we are now starting to recognize how everything mind and body are connected to our overall wellness. Yeah. Is there a current mental health concern that you have? Um, 
Currently, really like right this moment, yes, of course, a pandemic. <laughs> it's, you know, it's affecting everybody and in different ways. And um, just uh, the fear, you know, health, health is everything to me. I, I, I uh, work hard to live a healthy life. And um, yeah, and the effects that it's having on, on people and society, that's, that's something that does stress me out. And I do my own you know, mindset work, um, journaling, things like that to, to release fears, to release stress and to really stay in the present moment. And, um, yeah, to, to take care of my, my own mental health. So also not watching too much news, um, limiting social media, (laughs) those type of things. So, yeah. It's so important to have some of those healthy boundaries in place at the moment, because we're going on, you know, we're halfway through the year now that we've all been having to deal with this. And I know where you are in the US, it's a lot more serious, I think, than what it is in Australia. We seem to have it somewhat under control, um, but time will tell as, you know, our borders reopen and once overseas travel happens again, it's it's very scary and uncertain times for everyone. And that's why it's even more important right now to try and have something for us to help ground us and stable because we need these tools. We need them in our toolkit right now that we can quickly go to, to ease our mind because the amount of stress that all of this is having on our body and not only just as adults, but also as parents and, you know, we're worrying about our children. um, There's definitely going to be a lot of uh, repercussions that we're going to see in the future from this. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And that's, I think also what was, and for many people might be really stressful, the, the new normal that we're talking about, trying to figure out what is a new normal? How do we, how do we live, (laughs) you know, keeping that distance and keeping ourselves safe. And, but just to really bring it back, it's, I always think of um, stress lowers our immune system. So let me just make sure that I don't get stressed out in the first place and really keep my immune system nice and strong and, uh, and meditation and yoga and eating healthy, skipping sugar, you know, getting enough exercise and fresh air. Those are things that you can do. And that, and that is very empowering as well. You know, there's, um, to just go moment by moment <laughs> and try not to think too much, at least for myself in the long term. <clears throat> exactly um, yeah 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 take it just step by step and and do the best that you can and you're so right I think people are still having to learn that our mental health impacts our physical health and vice versa and so we do need to be very aware of how we're treating our body but also how we're treating our mind and we need to find harmony between the two absolutely yeah because you know when I was in my teens I was dealing with eating disorders I was on a I put myself on strict crazy diets and um thinking I was you know like you know lowest amount of calories and sugar and but it's not you know and and I was I had to kind of retrain myself how to eat normal how to eat healthy again and um what I also learned and that helped and yoga was a big part of that the whole yoga philosophy um, that I was, was reading about um, is the thoughts that you put in your head. 
it's not just the food that you put in your body, but how do you feel as you eat or, you know, or how are you thinking? How are you thinking about yourself? Are you judging yourself with everything you do? You know, so it's, it's absolutely right. Your physical um, health definitely affects your mental health and, and vice versa. I know we've mentioned a bit already about your struggles with anxiety and an eating disorder. Do you mind sharing with us a bit more about your journey with mental health? Sure. Yeah. So as a child, I was, I always had like a lot of anxiety and stomach aches. Um, And that goes really way as far as I can remember, like maybe five or six years old. So that's, that has always been a part of me. And now looking back, I understand why I, I had that anxiety, but back then I didn't understand, you know, you have a stomach ache and um, you have these fears, but you don't, you can't quite put it into words. And so um, I also was very passionate about dancing and ballet and that was a great outlet, but at the same time, it was also magnifi- magnifying my anxiety because there was a lot of pressure once I took it to it more serious and more professional level. It was a lot of pressure on how, you know, how we should look, body, you know, weight, all that stuff. We had, we had to be skinny and, you know, look, <laughs> look perfect. And, and ballet, classical ballet is beautiful, but it's very unnatural for the body. And um, so it was physically, mentally, a lot of pressure. And, um, and at the time I was learning about yoga I um, I was reading books and I started doing it myself. Actually, I had the wrong intentions. It was more to become more flexible. And but with yoga, you do also a lot of breath work and um, and the way you're stretching, it's a lot more natural. So the the physical part of yoga really helped me to calm my mind and just made me feel a little bit more at ease. And I started to do it a lot more often. And I, I was reading spiritual books at the time that was new, like self-help books. And at the time, it was not something people would talk about. At least I didn't talk about it with, about it with my friends. You know, it was very personal and secretive, kind of. Like, I have this anxiety. I have these fears. I have these eating disorders. And I have to figure it out myself. I have to resolve it myself. And... And it got to a really bad point where um, I was not having my period anymore for a long time. And I had a talk with my, I had an appointment with my physician and everything pretty much came out. She um, referred me to a psychiatrist and we had an intake of just the first um, appointment to see where I was at and how I could um recover from this and um and at the time I was studying I was in college I was studying theater and so I had two options to either really go into an intense treatment Monday to Friday nine to five really uh yeah like therapy and overcoming this eating disorder basically or he said try it on your own and ask your community your family whoever you're comfortable with for help talk about it and stick with your studies because he asked me a few questions about my studies and I was very passionate about my studies 
theater at the time. And he thought it was good to have that distraction. And, and I trusted that. I, I also felt like, yeah, I think I should do that. I, I think I should just open up. It's scary, but just, um, and, and, and stay in college, stay in school, keep going. And so I opened up to my friend, to a few friends about it. Uh, and that was, that was a really good experience, really surprising me. Like they were very supportive and that's started my whole healing process. And it wasn't, you know, one day everything was resolved. It was a process for sure. It was ups and downs, but coming out, you know, not having that secret anymore was a big help. Felt very, um, yeah, like uh, liberating. And um, and at the same time, I stuck with, I was still <laughs> working out like crazy. I still felt like I, should, I have to burn calories. <laughs> I got to eat healthy and it's okay to, you know, eat normal, but I got to still, um, yeah, work out like crazy. And I, I allowed myself, I allowed myself to do those things. And I, and I also was very aware. I had an eating diary. I became very aware of what I was doing. So that helped to really put my nose on the facts. And yeah, and then I just had my daily morning yoga routine, physical exercise that I just really enjoyed. And no matter how I felt, that was every day, you know, I stuck with that. And um, yeah, ever since I still deal with anxiety, but my eating disorder, I, I eat healthy and I feel good about that. Uh, no issues there. And um the anxiety still, it still flares up and, but that's, I accept that. I accept that that's a part of my life and I also see it as um, something needs my attention that's happening right now. I need to pay attention to that. So I don't see it as my enemy, but I see it more as a tool or as a guide. I found it really interesting when you mentioned how you were looking at like self-help books but mm -hmm. and I found that so relatable what you said was I felt the same way it was like this secret shame that I mm -hmm. would buy these self-help books and I thought though I was weird because I actually enjoyed <laughs> reading them yeah. but it was it's yeah. like we're before the time like just before that time where now it's so normal now everyone's yeah I, but I also don't hear anyone use the term self-help anymore because the language is becoming more positive because we're talking right. about wellness and holistic health and everyone is enjoying psychology now and actually wanting to heal. So yeah, I think we're in a different narrative where there's still some things to do with mental health that are taboo, but at least we're, you know, heading in the right direction slowly, but surely. And it's so great that you had a lot of support around you and that you were able to seek professional help from your psychiatrist and yeah yeah what a journey to be on and you're right it's it's never ending but you have such no. a good um uh, mindset about it that you're using it to recognize not necessarily see it as a negative aspect yeah and, and that that's also a process you know because at the time I felt horrible at, you know having feeling like you're imprisoned in your own mind and feeling like you just cannot overcome this, you know, it's, it can be very, very overwhelming and very, um, yeah, like you feel like you're the only one. 
and now luckily also with social media and um, uh, that mental health is a lot more mainstream luckily for younger girls and there's a lot more resources out there it's still not it's still a big problem i think but yeah i agree it's um it helps that it's more mainstream and also when i was talking to my friends they would reveal and they would open up to me about things that they were insecure about or you know that they were anxious about and that was also very helpful to 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 know like oh <laughs> i'm not the only one with these anxieties or you know and you can kind of put things in perspective and and see it a little bit lighter like oh okay it's not it's not that bad <laughs> Yeah, you're so right. And it's be it's because we're starting to have these more open and honest conversations. And I'm noticing that a lot online at the moment as well. But you're right, there's still also that negative aspect of social media where people are still putting up, you know, their best photos and yeah. young girls are still being very much influenced um, about yeah. these unrealistic bodies, you know, if they're overly photoshopped or I know I've seen a few videos of fitness professionals that I follow who have changed the narrative on that because they've shown some videos of what they look like sitting down or when they're not sucking in their stomach or when they've got their, um, the waistline of their pants pulled down. And so mm -hmm. uh, she's been showing how well you compose your body to look how you want it to look, but that doesn't mean that's how you look in everyday life. And right. it's really important that we start normalizing normal bodies <laughs> and like yes. everyone has a normal body no one is photoshopped perfectly that's just a still image that we can manipulate the way we want to yeah absolutely yeah there's definitely two sides yeah there's a pro and a con for sure and that's the same also with yoga you know a lot of people think like oh i can't do yoga because i i'm not flexible or i can't stand on my head because you have you know these instagram photos on the beach and these bend back bend poses and um yeah it's yeah it can go two ways so we have to be definitely mindful and i i also feel very um sometimes i struggle with that with what i what am i putting on social media and how does this come across is this actually really helping somebody or you know the comparison trap is is tricky and um you want to show your best face, of course, but it's at the same time, people do appreciate authenticity. So it's, it's definitely um, also a learning process that we're going through with social media. <laughs> Are there any uh, books or resources or mantras that you can share with our audience who are listening that you found really helpful for yourself on your journey of self-help? Yeah, um, well, I have, I'm really passionate about having a passion <laughs> because I felt like um, when I was recovering from this eating disorder, uh, the more focus I was putting on it, the worse it, it got. And it was good to deal with um, uh yeah, with emotions, with things that were coming up in a moment and journal it or write it down. But then not to dwell in it and focus on something I really enjoyed. Because then I noticed the more I was doing, I, I was working on theater projects at the time. And when I was doing that and I was busy working with people and um, 
were putting together theater shows or projects, it was very exciting and I would forget about my whole eating thing. <laughs> and so whatever it is that your passion is, I think you should nurture that and it will help you as well. So I, there's this book, it's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And you connect with your inner artist. And it's like a 12-week uh, kind of a program book every week there's a different assignments and you get to do a lot of different assignments and it's all very creative very uh related to being creative but um it's not not like okay after this you'll be like a you know to be to become a professional artist not necessarily it's it's just very healing i think and it's it's a fun book as well um, and the other book that I can really recommend is A Path with Heart by Jack Kornfield. There's a lot of meditations um, in the book. Uh, and he explains how to meditate uh, and how to live from the heart. And it, it all comes back to living from your heart. It's really beautiful. And it's a book that I read it once and I can... <laughs> probably read it like 10 more times because there's always something new to learn there. And um, another book that really helped me with anxiety was A Course in Miracles. It's quite, uh, it's also kind of a, it's a workbook. There's a lot, a lot of different things you can do with the book. You can do the uh, 365 days every day you, you, learn one lesson but what it really comes down to is your perspective on things and that you always have choice to see things differently and that's very powerful because once you shift how you see things miracles happen so that's that book i really really enjoyed and um and then the last book i can really recommend is eastern body western mind by Anodea Judith. It's a book on the chakra, the, the seven chakras. Those are our energy centers. If you're into yoga or into chakras, it's a great, great book. Even if you're not into yoga, it's, it's, it's a great book and it also has great exercises. One of my favorite things that I learned during my yoga teacher training was learning about the benefits of yoga and meditation on our nervous system. So our, we have our nervous system, the, um, the sympathetic nervous system, that's a flight or fight mode. So whenever, you know, something happens, danger appears, your body goes into fight or flight mode. And it's a beautiful system where your body is helping you survive. And then there's the, parasympathetic nervous system that you should go back into to rest and digest so your body brings itself back into balance and recovers itself but nowadays since there's a lot of um, stress factors out there and triggers we tend to stay in that fight-or-flight mode and yoga and meditation really helps us come back to the parasympathetic. So you don't really want to stay in one, um, one mode. You just kind of want to swing back and forth. 
that's uh, that's healthy, that's balanced. And um, and the beauty with meditation is that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do it perfectly. Even just trying, even breathing, keeping your focus on something that's repetitive uh, or just on your breath and trying to let go of your thoughts. Whenever you feel like you're getting into a whole thought pattern or story, you just gently bring your awareness back to your, to your breath, to your body, or to the meditation exercise. That whole practice is very, very beneficial. And even a few minutes a day uh, makes a big difference. It's like saving up money. Every time you meditate, it's like you put money in the bank and you're becoming stronger and more resilient. And I used to think like, oh, my mind is all over the place when I meditate. I can't do this. I'm, I'm a failure and all that stuff. But just the attempt, just trying is already enough. And that's why it's called a meditation practice and a yoga practice. Yoga as well. It's like if you're moving with your breath and really staying connected with the movements and your breath and trying to uh, not be distracted by things going on outside of you or thinking what you're going to have for dinner tonight or things you need to do. Um, it's very beneficial. So I think that's very powerful and it doesn't have to be a long 20 minute practice. I know we are very busy a couple of minutes a day, a couple of times a day is already really, really good and it will help lower your stress levels it will help boost your immune system and um, yeah, just really contribute to your overall well-being. So we're coming towards the end of our podcast now. Is there a last bit of advice or something that you can share with our audience to do with mental health and well-being? Yeah, so I I love to do little self-care check-ins and you can do it, you can start your day like that or whenever you feel a little bit overwhelmed, just take a, take a break, take a pause. And there's um, four steps to it. You start by placing one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. And if you want, you can close your eyes. And then you take a deep belly breath in through your nose, really filling your belly and ribcage and chest with air. And a deep exhale from top to bottom, chest, ribcage, belly, go in towards the spine. And you can do that one more time. Nice big belly breath in through the nose. And a deep breath out. And then with an open mind, Observe how you feel, allow your breath to be. Your breath can just follow its natural pattern. So just observing your body from top to bottom, top of your head, all the way down. Do you notice any tension, any tightness? And if you do, you can just release it with an exhale. Okay. 
And then whenever you're ready, you can finish with a nice deep breath and release your hands. That's beautiful. Thank you for running through that with us. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming onto the Gentle Counselor podcast today, Laura. And if you would like to see more of Laura, make sure you go to her website, laurabaumanyoga.com. She's also on all social media, on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. I'll make sure to have all her links below in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for Laura. And I really appreciate you running that brief breath work and meditation exercise with us. Thank you so much.